welcome in guys to a, another episode of No Punts Allowed. Paige Kuhn here, Adam Kramer, live from Vegas. Yes. Very exciting we get you live. Can we get the beer crack to start us off? Well, first off, look at this, right? I've got a little mini ice. Okay, quick a rant. You know, the, you, you do the ice machine. Yeah. You, this is a, well, this is a large IPA, but this is the only thing you could fit into this ice. So, pro tip, if I didn't have more than one beer, I've always used the garbage cans. Kind of gross, but you get the bag in the garbage can, and you could fill that up with your ice if you've got beers to cool down. But this is a giant Wolf Pup Session IPA, Golden Road Brewing. I'm not exactly sure what that is. It's very cold. It's also soaking wet. I'm probably going to electrocute myself, but you know, there we go. It'd be good content, Cheers. so I'm mm. uh, still on the sober yes. train over here. Sorry. We'll get I'm, there. <clears throat> yeah. God bless you. I'm like the opposite. I am day two day two of a bender week. A bender. Work week. You're really making week. up for my lack of drinking, which I appreciate. It's basically because yeah. like I will eventually do that as soon as the, the NCAA tournament is over. I feel like that's something, especially if there's a certain team that wins it. I feel like there's going to be drinks had. So yes. we will get to that. Um, apologies for last week. We were kind of a hot mess and did have to punt, which um, yes. I know not allowed, but you know what? We make we make exceptions. We make exceptions. A lot of people really um, were sad about it. I got some DMs, but everything's good. We're too. all we're all okay. I promise. We're good to go. And you know what? This this makes for a better week because we could wait until the bracket was out, have some fun, um, and get Adam Kramer live from Vegas. I feel like that's yeah. I think I we don't need have to a do great view. Would you Would you like to see the view real quick? I mean, yeah. for people that are listening, they're like, "What view?" They're like, "What?" The- Let's see. So there's MGM. There you go. It's just kind of gross. But I'll say this. The weather here is perfect. Is it? 70 to 75 degrees. Um, I gave you some of the off-air stories of what yeah. I've already encountered. Like this town is ready for a party. If you've not been to Vegas for March Madness, you should. Yes. But know that what, you, what you're getting into is a shit show of epic proportions. And the other thing, Paige, that... I'm like hit or miss about, I actually think, and I'm, you know, going for the conference tournaments is quite fun. The week before is actually the hidden gem of Vegas basketball, in my opinion, because it gets a little bit amateur hour-y, like starting tomorrow through yeah. the rest of the weekend here, but still very, very fun. Um, conference tournaments, seeing as I have been many times for the Pac-12 tournament, um, the most of my, all but one Vegas trip that I have made has been for the Pac-12 tournament. Um, actually that's a lie too. I've been to Vegas a lot. Jeez. Uh, I mean, it's, it's convenient. It's close to where I'm from in California. It's a quick flight. Super easy. Um, but conference tournament week is so fun. Um, it was crazy this week. Um, my brother was in town in Vegas, um, celebrating. So shout out Blake. He, he had a great time. He said he left $30 up. So you know what? That's really not bad. Especially for being there for four days. Like, I feel like that's a, that's a win. My night last night start. I couldn't lose, Paige. For like the first two hours, whatever I played, it was like doubling an investment. Hundred bucks, hundred bucks, hundred bucks, and then it it was not that. Like it, it got when it it turned, it turned very fast. I am gonna bet. Hopefully, I have time to bet the play-in games. Uh, if you have some live, I don't. I haven't really studied the play-in games much. So if you have any tips, yeah. I'm gonna run down to the sports book and do that like right after we're done recording. Yeah, because um, there's one that starts like legitimately right after we're we're done recording. Um, oh, good, good. Yeah, we gotta 
that, yeah, that's fantastic. Can... So I'm excited about that. So now it, it's, I love this goddamn city page. Like, aren't like, isn't like every conference championship out here now too? Like <laughs> there's a lot of them. Are, there's there's like, a lot. I can't blame them. No, and that place has started to grow a lot for sports things. Obviously, they brought hockey there. Obviously, they've got a football team there. Very exciting. But I do think that maybe at some point we should. I mean, Arizona has played their, like, non-conference game at Allegiant Stadium. I feel like maybe during the football season, we should go to, like, a a, yes. um, a pro game there. I mean, I'd actually, I actually really like hockey. But yeah, hockey games awesome. are underrated. Like, I know this is a football podcast, but hockey games are sneaky underrated fun. Sneaky underrated, especially live. Um, yes. Out here, it's great. <clears throat> I've been to one game; it was great. I haven't been to the Raiders Stadium, but I am in awe of it every time I drive by it because it's right on the strip. Also, in awe of the Wind Golf Course. I was taking yes. the tram the last couple of days. Yes, that is art. That is like a Picasso. Like yes. it actually, I'm watching people play it. And I'm like, ooh, they shouldn't be. No, you don't play it. You just look at it because it is. Stunning, and also I don't know where they get all the water. Like it just looks like a logistical, <laughs> magnificent nightmare. Yeah, I'm gonna have to get on that course at some point in my life. That is yeah. going to happen. They played the the last match there, and I thought it was really great. Um, and oh, very cool to beautiful. see the win itself is actually this is actually just a uh yes. a Vegas hype podcast at this point. Um, because we both love I'm Vegas. Sorry, I, feel I like can't we need, help it. Yeah, no, we I need to. Vegas. We're gonna we we are gonna have a no punts allowed. I'm putting it out into the universe and manifesting a no punts allowed like Vegas meetup where it's just going to be really fun. And if you are listening to this and you are in, let us know. I am going this summer in July with a group of friends. So here every goddamn weekend at this point. Um, So what's another week? Your your voice crack with that. just made it. I have, I have Vegas voice for sure. I was waiting. (laughs) Well, the secondhand smoke is not easy. No, no, not only that. And again, to each his own, I'm not, I'm not huge into weed's not my thing, right? But I, it can be. I'm dabbling. <laughs> Here, though, since it became legal, it is wherever you walk, it is you are walking, you are getting like a secondhand high, high. which is fine. But yeah. it's also just like I was in somebody's um, uh, coworker's like hotel room last night. They got this unbelievable suite overlooking. I walk in, I'm like, Jesus, dude, did you like where? where how much did you smoke all of the weed in the <laughs> town? And he goes, no, it just smelled like that when I walked in. So this place. So someone who um, stayed there definitely did. The person that stayed there before. Apparently, the last hundred people allegedly that stayed there. Allegedly, and there's a giant sign like no smoking in the like right when you walk in. It's like, yeah, I don't think people really care. So I, but again, Vegas. Vegas. You're, you're right now. You're you're ahead. Okay, Vegas won Adam zero, but tonight is the night it turns. Vegas. <laughs> okay, Vegas voice is going to get worse. Gambling's going to get better. Yeah. It's going to be a very good night. We're also recording this on Tuesday um, because it's my day off. Exciting stuff during the yes. NCAA tournament. Um, but we're recording also so Adam doesn't need to record a podcast after a couple days in Vegas. I think we were being oh, smart about that. It's going to be well. so sad. Right now it's fun. Like, hey, Vegas. You're going to see the sad, like, get me the fuck home. Like, I never want to see this place. No, and I always – it's so funny. After the – so the Pac-12 tournament usually ends on a Saturday, so championship Saturday. And then I always book my flight at, like, 6 a.m. on Sunday morning because I'm too. always like, get me out of here. Like, do – and, I of course, the last night – It's a horrible flight. Sleep. 
Never. It's the well, mine's quick, so it's really not that bad. But it's just like get me out of here, and that's how I felt from. <laughs> that's how I felt in New Orleans. I was like, please get me out of here. My flight was at three o'clock oh, the day after the national championship. I was like, you gotta get me. You, I got. I gotta. I gotta get out of here. I. I can't no, do this. No, it's it. These towns do stuff like they. It is not healthy. At least if you go and when you're not having a sober month and Godspeed uh, and God bless you for doing it. <laughs> this place is not kind to your body and soul. your body. I think also I love part it. of, God, do I, love it. <laughs> I think part of my cleanse here is to prep myself. Cause I will be in new Orleans on March 31st and uh, oh. for the, for the final four. So that will be something we'll definitely tap into, but uh, the vibes yes. are great in Vegas. Another place where the vibes look immaculate is Lincoln Riley's new house. This was something we were going to talk about last week before we had to cancel the show, but um, the pictures of this place are insane. Um, yes. The amenities, and I, I just, I, I, I think I've jokingly tweeted about being adopted by Lincoln Riley as like a joke. Um, I don't even know, remember why that was the case, but I think now that I've seen this, I'm totally down. If he needs like a live-in nanny, like I'm super yeah. down to be there because he has two girls. Like I'm, I'm in. As long as yeah, I'm yeah. allowed to be in the wine room, I'm, I'm good. All that right, can be so my room. I want I wanted to. I, that's my room too. So of these things, so you have thirteen thousand square feet, seven uh, ba- uh, bedrooms, twelve bathrooms. Twelve bathrooms is just aggressive. My God. Five-car garage, an elevator, seven fireplaces, also aggressive. Movie theater, fine. Tennis court in that area, awesome. Putting green, sauna steam room. I would love to have a sauna and a steam room page. I mean, I would love that. I would too. Actually, detoxing. I was just going to say, oh. that is like, I would love that. That that would be the easy detox. I wouldn't have to take a month off of drinking. I could just hop in the sauna and get it all out and get it. No, that's it. I, I and then the 600 bottle wine uh, room, which is an aggressive number of wines that one room can fit, and a guest house like that's just like its own little guest house. Plus the views look the view unreal. is insane. There's that view at night, right, where it like overlooks into like the end of the earth. It looks like it. It is it is spectacular. Like do we and, and we don't know what his contract is truly because. I, yeah, we, we have no idea. They're private, right? Because Someone, so Do you remember when he he left? Somebody said that they that USC bought him a house in LA. That was like part of the thing and it was like a random source. It was like a a like state senator or something that had tweeted that and everyone was like that's actually not what happened, but like I don't know, maybe if this is the house, I would have taken the job just for the house. I mean, when you're the head coach of USC and you just got a hundred million dollar contract, there have to be perks. But oceanfront in LA, this is not like, a I've, this is not an easy house to come by either. Like those that there's only so much room on the coast to build these like ridiculous houses. Like that's seven fireplaces is a little unnecessary for LA. I don't. Can we no, agree on that? No. Okay, no, because I'm from California, and like when it drops below 50, I'm like, cool, let's hit the, let's hit the. Oh my heater. god, uh, you're Fireplace. upsetting me with that commentary. I mean, um, I was upset today because yesterday it was 70 degrees here. Um, so I walked my dog, and then uh, today it woke up and it was raining, and I was like, all right, well, this ain't, this is not it. Um, but it's only raining for a day, and then we're going back to 70. The, the as someone who, as you know, enjoys lawn mowing and the outside work, the gardening, trimming, 
this house looks kind of like a nightmare. Not that Lincoln Riley's going to be out there mm. with the old weed whacker, like, <laughs> uh, I, <laughs> which would be amazing. Like, God damn yeah. it. Like, I picked the wrong house. Like, Lincoln Riley just cut off sleeves and a cigar, a.k.a. me. Like, dad, official uh, uniform of all dads doing lawn work. But, like, there's that, like, there's got that stone That's, around the fountain yeah. with the grass. Like, there's a lot. It's a little intimidating as someone that loves the outdoors thought of trying to upkeep this, which I'm sure he does all by himself. Yeah, I'm sure he has no no help there. But I just like that looks like a I want to become friends with Lincoln Riley just to be invited to like a party there once. Like I like if we could just somehow figure that out, I would love to just, you know, hang out at that location for a little bit. Um, Put a dent in the wine room. Yeah. (sighs) 600 bottles of wine. I mean, look. Not gonna lie to you, there are at least at least fifty bottles of wine in the current location that I am. Um, which I feel like is kind of a lot for not having a cellar. We do have a wine fridge. Um just like store them in your walls, just like you know, <laughs> yeah. like, like all over the place. Um does Lincoln yes. Riley strike you as a wine drink? He doesn't he doesn't uh strike me as a big wine guy. Like um he doesn't he and strikes he, me as like was, a Chardonnay guy. <laughs> that, kind that's of... it, right? Like that was going to go there <laughs> next. Like, what is he? What is he drinking? Because I can't see him like tipping up the glass of Merlot and yeah, that's very good. I mean, like he doesn't. I don't know. He doesn't like, seem like that legs. kind of dude. <laughs> yeah, no, like that is not in his programming. Like, I'm sure now that he's in LA, like they're going to like train him, and he's going to be like, "What is this bullshit?" Like he I strikes mean... me as a Miller Light. Like he should have a 700 can fridge of just Miller Lights. I think Lincoln Riley strikes me that kind of guy. He doesn't strike me as a beer guy, actually. He kind of strikes he, me as like a like a just Scotch dips. guy. So just like a dips. Scotch. He just he dips because he is kind of fancy. Like as much as he was at Oak, like he was at Oklahoma, like he's still kind of fancy. He is. He's a tough guy to read. Like even in press conference, he first off, o- Oklahoma historically was not. Very kind to the media, like not very open. I shouldn't say kind. That's the wrong word, but not very open. His teams weren't accessible. Like something would happen. They so, cut off access, right? Yeah. Like it was. So, uh, he, so uh, yeah. Brent Venables is the perfect candidate for or hire for them in that aspect. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He comes he comes from the right place. But no, I this house is amazing. And I, I really the more we like follow this, like I really want this to work. I really, so I want, not just the house. The house will work no matter what because the dude's going to get paid. <laughs> but I really want this to be fun and USC to be like good. really good, real fast. I think it would be great for college football. And clearly, whatever the hell he does, it's going to be great for him. I need it to be good to save the conference. Like, I would give anything. Like, I mean, having USC yes. and, and them being good just helps any form of TV deal we could possibly get. And they're in the right place in terms of, you know, landing big deals and especially with like all of the like rotating that's going on like with like amazon prime and all of that stuff um and nfl things like i just i feel like it's like the perfect person to really get that that program going and i'm excited to talk about lincoln riley again like there really wasn't much college football news going on um in the last couple of weeks and i know we talked about spring games a little but it's like eh, combine i mean did you? Uh, I, well, we were going to talk about this. We were going to talk about this last week, but um, did I wanted to give you a moment to talk about Jordan Davis, if you um, wanted oh to? Oh my um, god! Okay, first off, we bet the over on a lot of these forty times, 
except for linemen. And yes. it was like the fastest track ever. So track. I lost money yes. on the combine. It was not oh, a good same. combine for me. Um, so that Because we did won. joint picks. That was the first time our, our joint picks really lost. So that hurt. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, that's it. When we when we decide to roll together, it, it does not go well. So Jordan Davis, who measured in at, what, 340 pounds, I believe, 345 pounds. That's a lot. Was running faster or as fast as, like, Patrick defensive Holmes. backs? He ran Patrick faster Mahomes. than Patrick Mahomes. When you watch him run, and what was his time? Four seven five. I'm trying to pull it up officially here. I think it was four. It was in the four sevens. Um, it's 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 like a freight train. It's not like a sprint. It's just like this giant mass of human yep. moving. And then also, my favorite thing is just to see him without a helmet is on because his his neck is the size of a giant like ham. <laughs> it is like he. I would imagine now, I don't want to get all drafty. We're never, we're never going to do that on this podcast. We'll do some nope. draft stuff, but we won't get drafty. But like, so the thing about him, he didn't play a lot of snaps. This, this I actually find interesting. He played like less than 50% of the snaps, but a lot of George's games were bullshit. So why yeah. would you play him in the second half? Well, so they're we worried did. about him being a... Well, but we did see him in the national championship when they could have used him to stay on and he needed to be off and it took him a bit to get oh, there. I think he'll always be... A situational defensive tackle, situational, like, but there's some amazing ones. Vita Van, like, guys in the NFL that yeah, I can't imagine him, like, falling too far in this draft. It's, no, it's not going to be a bad thing to have him on your team. Like, it's not going to be a bad thing no. to pay him. It's not going to be a bad thing to have him on your team. Like, it'll it'll be fine. But watching but, him run, like, he – it just, like, the other part of it is, like, sometimes when you watch guys run, like, you could see the effort, even in smaller guys. And this just yes. looked like – so like his body like you said it just moved like a mass and he was good like I, that was wild and we did lose money um on on those yes. those times but overall just watching that was the highlight obviously because the rest of it i really yeah. don't think is he necessary a, i i don't either the prime time just hasn't really messed with me i tried i just i, I don't know if it's like football fatigue or what i just can't i i like watching some of my favorite players from college and there's a bunch mm-hmm. of them, like Wanting them to actively rooting for them to do well, to yeah. make themselves money, or I guess more importantly, lose money. But I like when you're seeing the, an entire running back group opt out of drills. And we talked about this. Like mm-hmm. the future of the combine is, I think, not very bright. Yeah. Like I, I don't think this is here for long. However, if it allows smaller school kids or a guy like Jordan Davis to just like absolutely destroy everything, mm-hmm. I am a hundred percent here for that. No, um, totally. NFL wise, though, holy shit, um, I can't, oh I can't, I can't remember a week like this where one story seems to just like surpass the other almost daily. Mm-hmm. So of all the moves that happened with the quarterbacks and anybody, I mean, I guess that's a really dumb question because Tom Brady's got to be the most interesting. Is it the most interesting to you? I don't know. Maybe it's not. There's a lot of really just drama all yeah. over the place. So, I mean, obviously we're talking about Russell Wilson, Aaron Rodgers, and Tom Brady all making decisions or moves um, yes. in terms of things. I, The Tom Brady thing I, we have to talk about because obviously it happened on Selection Sunday. It's a very busy day for me sports-wise um, oh, and yeah. work-wise. And I legitimately was on my phone and I, the bracket had just come out. It had been out for maybe an hour, I think, not even. 
and I'm yeah. like looking at my phone on Twitter, just like checking some of the like storylines, whatever. And like, you know how when you like refresh something on Twitter, it shows you like when it was tweeted, it says like, in this instance, it said 38 seconds. And so I'm reading Tom Brady's tweet 38 seconds after it's out. And I'm like, is this a, is this a joke? Is this a joke? This is. Is this a joke? Like, and I'm, like, screaming. And I'm, like, clicking. I'm, like, this is fake. This is fake. And I click it, and I'm, like, this is real. And I just, like, I mean, I was, first of all, dude, you couldn't have waited until the next day. Like. Yeah, he, he kind of shit on your parade a little bit. He did. Like, he, he really did. And I was really upset about it. And I am upset because I had just gotten to the point where I was, like, Tom Brady, you know, I love Tampa Tom. I'm cool with Florida Man Tom. Like, this is fine. I, you know, grew up, obviously, everyone was, like, Oh, Tom Brady's the worst. Like, unless you were a Patriots fan, like, you didn't like Tom Brady. That was just how no. it was. Um, yes. And now he's back, and he does it on a day that's very sacred to me. And I was just like, it, what? Why? And also, like, I can't, for the, I mean, I know it's funny. Don't get me wrong. I do like jokes. But, like, the, he spent two months with his family, and he said, fuck this shit. Like, come on. That stuff it's, annoys me. That, Those are stupid. Um, Better jokes. We need better I, jokes. No, it's tired. I think I, I'm i just fat. I, okay. As a Jets fan, I've told you this. He's tortured me all my life. But I actually have learned to like Tom Brady. Yeah. I find his decision-making fascinating. When you think about how this whole thing went down, the reports leaked that he was retiring. He and his dad and his agent denied the reports, but they said, yeah, he's going to do it. We do, like, retirement tours. Like, two retirement tours when it was reported and then when it was real. And then he does a podcast, his podcast, and you could tell then that he was absolutely coming back, I think, in some capacity when they were yep. like, well, you know, never say never. The family stuff, I just think this is a guy that can't – it's kind of like Nick Saban in some ways. Like you have people that are wired to do a certain thing. Mm -hmm. Like Nick Saban has said, like he's just going to coach until he's his health doesn't allow him. Or he loses the pass or whatever. Like, I don't think Brady can step away. Like, he's going to have to be dragged out of football. Yeah. He might be. That's that's kind of the scary thing, honestly, is like he's played well. But he's – something is going to have to happen where he's going to – like Peyton Manning where his arm all of a sudden is like, Jesus, he can't throw the ball downfield mm -hmm. or Drew Brees. Or like an injury, which God, please, Forbid, no, yeah. I don't want that. But that feels like what the situation is. It's like literally his arm is going to have to fall off and then he's going to be like, okay, I'm done. I just feel like he knew this all along. That's the part that bothers me. And like we already have – I mean think about Aaron Rodgers, okay? We just went through this whole thing. I mean it's literally almost been – what was it? Wasn't it draft day a year ago? Or that was that two years yeah. ago? Am I like, yeah, yeah, a year ago. No, I think, like, I think it's it almost, was a year ago. It's almost been a year where this – Comes out, we hear all this stuff, the conversation all year long, him being a clown on the McAfee show sometimes. Like, we've just had, like, it, all of this attention stuff has been going on. And then he comes out of a 12-day cleanse and um, says he's grateful. And so then everyone's like, oh, he's leaving Green Bay because he posted this. And then he's like, oh, wait, no, he's signing. And it's like, I didn't sign for $50 million a year. Oh, wait, by the way, yes, he did. Like... I am. I don't know what got into these quarterbacks, but like, when did we become attention horse? Like, I don't. These complete divas of people, like, they are doing it for the attention. Like, I don't get me wrong. These are two of the greatest quarterbacks there's, we'll there's ever no see. One question. is the greatest quarterback. But there's no question. This is they can't help them. 
they can't at this point it like and i and you know what i know someone listening to this is going well you know why because look you two are sitting here talking about them and it's because we've True. given them so much attention and they have they like you said tom brady podcast um aaron Rodgers is on mcafee they have the platforms to do it not that they could do it on their own social media but in terms of like making big splashes and making money off of these things they're they're capitalizing and i mean don't get me wrong i probably would do the same thing but the i just i don't remember a time in the nfl where that this has ever been like a thing like i i know brett Favre back and forth it but like it was never a business play and i felt like this tom brady thing was sort of a business play and on top of it, it though shout out to russell wilson for um just ruining aaron Rodgers' day because when he came back to the packers that same day was when Russ is is gone. So that that, that was hilarious. That was wild. With you. That that was wild. I I think the NFL. We are college football or college sport people at heart. We love college football. I think both of mm-hmm. us share that. But nothing generates news in like the most random ass times quite like the NFL. Like the power no. of the NFL, I think it's is on display here. And um, I just you know when you look at like the. You know, whether it's the college and this translates to college football, too. When you look at like Caleb Williams and the position mm-hmm. of quarterback, too, not only is it the power of the NFL, but it's the power of quarterback. Yes. The whole storylines in the college football, whether it's transfers or switching teams, is quarterbacks. Same with the NFL. And whether it's opt outs, all these things, I think that position, there's such a desperation to find a quarterback that that's going to just continue to be the case across the gamut. You've got. Pro, high profile five star high school kids transferring and it being national news like this week. So mm-hmm. I just think from high school until you're 48,000 fucking years old, like Tom Brady, God damn it, you just won't quit. Like it's going to be the storyline up and down the gamut here at football. It's crazy though, too, to think about. So I will say, and having covered the NBA like a few years ago. I was pretty largely in in depth on the NBA and the drama of like the Warriors and LeBron and, you know, even like KD stuff and where he was going to go. Um, I, I will say that like the NBA, I will say NBA players were ahead of the curve when it came to being in control of their own narratives with the media, yes. um, using social media to sort of, push what they they want people to believe or or contradict whatever reports are out there. And that became like a very common thing. And I feel like the NFL now with, like you said, probably the most public facing, actually not probably, the most public facing and popular position and recognizable position, these players are starting to, to catch on. I think the, the, this is also something that, this is very on a tangent way out here. Um, I think being in quarantine and, and everybody sort of having access to social media and learning how to do things from home and do it themselves and generate content. Like, I think we're in a very, like, content creation mode right now as a society. Uh, I agree. And I think players are starting to capitalize on that and the attention. I think the way that Aaron Rodgers goes about it is very, very annoying. But I I like the – I watch Pat McAfee show on Tuesdays to hear what he has to say about the week before. I enjoy listening to that, you know? Tom Brady coming out of retirement, not really as exciting, but, you know, I hope that we hear more things from Tom Brady and get more access to them because I do think it's it's fascinating stuff, but the drama of it all, it's Hollywood. It's like it's like you can't write this stuff. Like, if you wrote a no. script, like, people wouldn't believe you. This Tom Brady coming out of retirement two months after 
retiring twice, essentially. Like, what in the world? And on Selection yep. Sunday, come on, man. Give the kids their I, moment. You're Tom Brady. I know. I felt bad. He's trying to do free agency. It's just a little attention whore. Whatever. Um, speaking of drama. That's <laughs> odd segue. Speaking of drama, number four team in the No Puns Allowed official off-season top 25. And Ooh, we do have drama. First time in our rankings, we are disagreeing going our separate paths. Okay. So, so to recap, Alabama though, was number 1. Alabama. Ohio State was number 2. Georgia was number 3. All right. Yep. Right? Yes, yes, yes. yes. Oh shit, I was like <laughs> Is that correct? No, it is correct. So, no, it is correct. Without without further ado, your number 14 is Clemson. The Clemson Tigers. I am giving them the benefit of the doubt and a reboot and a a revived program um, that gets some stuff figured out. And although I know they had a lot of replacing to do coaching staff wise, I think I think they're going to be all right. And they have the talent. That's the thing. They do have the talent. That's why. So they... I I grappled with this and and Georgia because Georgia has. The talent as well, probably superior talent, but the coaching thing concerns me. I think Dabo is somebody who's capable, which again, never thought I would say this, is capable of really getting it together after just a year of having a quote down year. I think it's going to be one of the more like, I think you're going to have people that have them maybe as high as number three or four. Mm -hmm. And I think maybe uh, others that have them outside the top 10. I am closer to three or four. But I am outside the top 10. I think the real interesting thing, Paige, because I'm with you, they have some stars. Like, they were so injured last year. Like, they got so beat up. Um, Brian Breesey, like, they, they, it was brutal. And then, by the way, they closed out the season incredibly well. Yes. We sort of gave yes. up on them early. But, like, NC State was good. Georgia won a national championship. They lost to Pitt, right? That was the third loss. Okay. Um, and then they played well. The, the quarterback situation, though, I think is fascinating, right? Will Shipley at running back, I think is – I think he's – I mean this. I think he's Christian McCaffrey 2.0, not just because he's a white Ooh. guy, but because he's really <laughs> good. They used him in that. When they couldn't throw the ball downfield, they would like – they would get him in space. I think he's going to be awesome. They have an amazing young quarterback coming in. Yes. And I, I – like the best quarterback in the country. So if DJ struggles – and he struggled last year. I mean, man, yeah. I love me some DJ. But – he did not play well, and his accuracy, holy shit, was all over the place. They have a they have a backup. I think that's a really interesting thing to watch with them. That is a very interesting thing to watch. I was going to say, I think one of the big things, too, is like, this is definitely going to be a different dynamic for DJ because before it was like, okay, Trevor Lawrence. like, yes. And people gave him the benefit of the doubt and was like, well, it's not going to be Trevor Lawrence because you just literally had one of the best quarterbacks in the last 10 years at this position for years, and... I think DJ like didn't really like it. Obviously, he when he came in, he knew that was that that was his job. And he he had that Notre Dame game though, and he was Trevor Lawrence. Like he played, and like it was against again against Notre Dame. To be fair, Um, but he had like two games where he threw for like a bazillion yards, and it was like, oh my god, here we go again. And then it just, yeah, like it was bad. Yeah, no, I. I no, will, but it was single-digit touchdown passes, I believe, yeah. he finished with. Well, but like, now, yikes. like, 
now he's going to be in a competition essentially. Like again, I know yeah. currently he's probably he's probably favored, but like now you have some pressure, and I wonder if that like this is the first time he's had the pressure. I think coming in after Trevor Lawrence, people sort of gave him the benefit of the doubt, and there really wasn't that pressure. It was just kind of and also what we know of his family and and how they view some of these things. Like he would have a bad game, and his dad would be like, "It's a learning process." We're going to get through it. We still, I still love my son. Like they're very positive people, despite there being a, a like tough way about it, but there was no one there to really replace him, replace him. Now there is someone who could legitimately replace him and change the trajectory of his career if he doesn't step up this season. So I think that makes it a little bit more intense and maybe he rises to the occasion. And I think so. I love big Dave, by the way, Dave, his father, really good guy. Yes fascinating story and i'm not just saying that because we did this story but also dj <laughs> younger like i'm not just mateo, saying i wrote it but yeah no big deal and dj's younger brother mateo is going to be a star probably a defensive end or a tight end whatever the hell he plays um so clemson is not you're not going to have to wait long in my rankings to hear clemson i have to double check where i have them but they're going to be coming soon but... i have a&m at four and i'm a little i i i see your face for those that are watching on video yes i it's a little aggressive. I think this might be – I think A&M next year at this time is going to open probably top three, top two. When you look at the trajectory though, Paige, they are on the Alabama-Georgia path. Mm-hmm. They had a crazy defense You mean the Georgia year. path. They're not on the Alabama path. Alabama's on a different well, level. Thank you. Alabama's on a different level. But in terms of – yes, of course. Why did I even say that? <laughs> Thank you for correcting me. No, they lose <laughs> so a decent amount. They they lose a decent <laughs> amount of starters. Um, but Max Johnson, another team that recruited great at quarterback. The defense is going to be amazing. They've got like, a, I mean, this recruiting class is historically great. Mm-hmm. I mean, it might be the greatest recruiting class ever in terms of star power. In terms of ranking, I think it was. They've got like three legitimate quarterbacks, assuming they're all there. It's just a question of is the young talent going to be ready, right? Mm-hmm. And I that's a fair question. But I think this team is poised for stardom. They beat Bama this year. It was funny. It was a game I predict A&M to win. But when you watch the season, it was not in that a game I thought they would win. Like that's a weird game still now when you look at it. And then the yeah. wheels kind of fell off. So a lot of pressure is on Jimbo, by the way, because he's recruiting well. He's got great rants. Like you got to start, you can't like, they won eight games last year, Paige. Like that shit ain't going to cut it anymore. Like contract jokes aside, I'm tired of those. Everybody's got a lot of money now. Jimbo's the godfather of getting like $10, uh, 10 year deals. Yeah. They have to win big and it's going to be really tough to do that in the conference they play in. (laughs) The other part of it is that they will have no issue firing him and paying a coach lots more if he doesn't actually figure it out. Um, But he certainly will. I think his his rants were Saban level. I think he's prepared to yeah. to to uh, swing with the big guys. So that is our first one that we've done differently. But I think we'll Feels be good. pretty similar. We'll also like put I, them I, all fully out at the end of um, yes this ranking system. We will uh, have producer Matt put it together so we can get our give our official, especially because we might have to like go through it and discuss all of all twenty five at once once right before the season yeah, just to go there might hey be you know what there might stuff. be some changes there might be some rotations because a lot of stuff can happen um no that's and i love it i love that we're i, I love this ranking 
Because no matter what the hell's going on in college football or what's not going on, there's content here. But this week is about March Madness. So before we say farewell, we need to talk March Madness. I want to ask you this. So I'm in Vegas. I'll be working some tomfoolery on Thursday. Um, I'm not a huge basketball junkie, but when football ends, I get into it. I like watching it. I obviously love the, the bracket. Um, I, you do follow this closely. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, and you cover it for Bleacher Report. So, like, my viewpoint of this bracket, there's a lot of really close point spreads. Like, that's more than anything. I thought I saw a stat that there was, like, 10 games within three points or less. And then, like, the last two years, there was 11 games combined. Yeah. Um, I think it was a Chris Felica stat, which is great. So, it seems like we're going to have – and it also seems like, frankly, the, the one season, the, like, the top talent don't feel like – unbeatable like this could be weird I hope it's weird because I want it to be weird yeah I mean I want it to be weird to an extent um but I think um Except for fan, one team. fan fandom aside I will say this year the the gap between the one seeds two seeds and three seeds is a lot smaller than it has been in years past in recent years um this Tournament is going to probably be one of the wilder ones we see. I think it ends in 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 a relatively chalk final four, but I okay. think the chaos is going to ensue because, like you said, a lot of everybody seems beatable this year. Like there there are moments. I mean, even even Gonzaga has lost a regular season game in at this point. Well, besides, I should say a conference regular season game. Yes. to St. Mary's, and like normally we're used to seeing Gonzaga only. Um, be either undefeated or have lost one of the the bigger games that they um, non-conference games that they play and um, they did lose to Duke um, early in the season in November um, I was there for that game Long in game. Vegas um, that was an awesome game and and I think that was like the start of us being like oh college basketball season is about to be good um, we do have to mention that uh, Duke is on like a like they were they looked great leading into that <laughs> That yes. UNC, they they had won a lot of close games. Obviously, they lost to Virginia, but they had won a decent amount of close games. Um, and I don't think we're used to them playing in that tide of games. But losing to UNC at home on Coach K's last game was like pretty comical. And then also losing in in the um, in the conference uh, tournament as well is a little rough. But I um, I it's interesting to me too that Kentucky. A lot of people were out on them early in the year, and I think now people are like, holy shit, this is still a Kentucky team. Um, UCLA well, is still very gonna, good. The, the Kentucky futures are crazy. Like, Yes, I, that's, I, like, I mean. They're, they're like the second or third selection. I, I want to check the updated one. So they are, yeah. they are the third selection at 8-1 to one behind Gonzaga and your Arizona Wildcats. So Yeah, I do, I do need to go on a little bit of a rant um, because – we and if you've listened to this podcast, you know that I have been very supportive about how very good I think we are this year. Um, we being the Arizona Wildcats. Um, Thank you. And I was watching um, the college game day on ESPN before the conference tournament championship against UCLA, oh and I watched every single person on that panel say, "Well, without Kirk Creesa, UCLA is completely healthy. This is, they haven't been completely healthy in a while." I mean, I think it's it's I it's gonna be close, but I do think UCLA is gonna pull us out. I do think UCLA, UCLA, UCLA. Everybody picked UCLA. Okay, 
Then, mind is you, that's Saturday. Is she telling them to eat shit right now? Is that what this hold is? Hold on, hold on, no, no, no. And then Sunday. Oh, I'm sorry. Okay. Sunday morning, brackets come out and everyone's like, Arizona's my national championship pick. Arizona's my national championship pick. I'm like, uh, first of all, you've got to be joking. You have to be joking me. You guys were not on that train. First of all, Arizona was not, I just want to point out, Arizona was not ranked preseason. Not at all. Not even in low, no, not ranked. Picked a place fourth in the Pac-12, okay? And are now a one seed and arguably could have been the number one overall seed if people really paid attention with their eyes. But that game against UCLA, they proved a lot. So I understand the shift. I understand the shift overnight. But I just thought it was wild to me how many people all of a sudden now are, I mean, national analysts are picking Arizona at an alarming rate. And I would like to tell them to stop because I don't need them to jinx anything for me. But, I mean, I obviously have them in my bracket. Also, something that I truly, truly believe in. If you're in a bunch of, um, like, bracket challenges, use one bracket. Those are the rules. You can't change it up. No. One bracket for all of your pools. That's how it works. I would... Hmm. I don't like disagree to argue with that. that. No, I just love that you just shit all over. I thought you were shitting on a certain segment of Arizona. No, Bears, it's everybody. But you went preseason rank. Yeah, that's good. No, oh, it's I, everyone. It I, is every single person that. Well, especially because I get this a lot because I work all the haters in it. Yeah, people are always thinking that I'm. They think that I'm biased, which I am, and I will own that. But I am realistic about the things that I'm biased against. Like even Alabama. Sure. Like I can be realistic when Alabama looks like shit. But Arizona, I've been this. This team is very, very special, and I, I'm shocked that there are a lot of people on the bandwagon. I'm happy, but I also it concerns well, me a little bit. All right, here's my final four. I do not have Arizona in my final four. I've been dreading saying this. But maybe it's a good thing that I don't know. Um, I don't know. And then you'll still be mad, though, kind of? The best part tough, about this is our, our national college basketball writer for Bleacher Report, um, Carrie Miller, who is our yep. bracketologist. He was not going to pick Arizona to win. And he's the only one out of like our our like staff that was he scared to tell that? you this? No, because and I told him I was like I'm glad you don't because if you did, then one everyone would blame me, and two, then I would be like another person picking Arizona. Like here we go, the odds are in our like this isn't good. We're gonna jinx it. So you know what you doing it? I will give you a pass, but I'm gonna let you know now when they do make it to the final four, I'm Tell going to be the most obnoxious human being. Well, Actually, if they do make the final four, you are going to lose an actual bet. We're gonna you're doing a TikTok dance. That's what we're doing. Done. Right, decided. That's a good okay, Arizona <laughs> to the final four TikTok dance. Yes. Um it will be bad. And I'm here for okay, it. And I get to I, pick which one. I get to pick which one. I already know which one I'm doing. Are, you know what? I'm not gonna <laughs> ask a question because it's gonna make me sound so old. Like I'm just gonna say, okay, I, I agree to this. Um so I have Tennessee, okay. I have Auburn. Okay. I have Purdue. I really it hurt. Wow, I, I, you, you know, went anti chalky. I and I have Gonzaga, and I have Tennessee beating Purdue in the finals. I gotta say, my Iowa Hawkeyes Big Ten champions. Just saying, I, I watched that game with Purdue, which I didn't think played well. They've got some dudes. Also, um, like Leonard, who's like seven foot twelve, and that guy is smooth for a seven. I think he's seven four. That dude can play and move like he's graceful for like a giant human. So, I mean, clearly you don't care about me and our friendship, but I clearly wow. ca- care about you because the Iowa Hawkeyes are in my final four. Okay. 
I thought about it. Okay. I don't know. I don't know. I so wait, what was your final yeah, four again? You did, you did Gonzaga? So, so yes. It's, I have Gonzaga out of the West. I have Purdue out of the East. I have Tennessee out of the South. I'm sorry. And I have Auburn out of the Midwest. Okay. And Iowa losing to Auburn. Okay. I do not feel good. I got to say, Paige, this is hard. I, I don't have nearly as much intel on this stuff as I'd like. You could have um, as much intel as possible, and it's just that. That's why I hate when people ask me for advice on this because I'm like, no, like this it's is. A shit this, show. It's, and I'm telling you, the point, the, the point spreads are hilarious in this. Like, yes, that, well, and that's what that's. So, who's your? By the way, you have to give your final four, and then I want my final four. Yes, pepper you. Yes, go for it. My final four is Gonzaga, Kentucky, Arizona, and Iowa. Oh. That's that's my four. But also, to so to be sorry. fair, you do did. I don't know if you know this, and this is why you did it. But Arizona did lose to Tennessee earlier in the season. Uh yes, but that's not why I did. That's it. upsetting I just that you picked that. It's a very sensitive. That's the day after I found out I, I had COVID. See, like, and then if I picked, oh my god! And then <laughs> if it was, if it was, you'd be like another bandwagon asshole. Um, okay. <laughs> you can Before never win we leave because I have to go bet this goddamn playing game. What what bets? I, I need betting advice. You're gonna literally, literally have to run. running down there now. Okay. What so what are the start? what are the lines on the the playing games? The ones for today. What the hell is USC Upstate? <laughs> what the fuck is that? Who the fuck is USC Upstate? Is that a real game? Okay. A and M Corpus Christi. This is in ten minutes. Yeah. Oh, fuck. A and M Corpus Christi versus Texas Southern. You know what? I can put it on the app. Um. Texas yeah. Southern minus three and a half. There, I like Texas Southern. Okay. Don't I mean, ask I have me no why. insight please, for you. Please, okay. What's please the other do one? not ask me why. Um, Which one's oh boy, today? We've got, we've got, I think that's today. That's coming up. There are two today. Indi- is Indiana Wyoming tonight? That's a good game. I like Indiana minus four and a half. No. You, won't, you like Wyoming? Yeah. Okay. All right. I'm going to pause. Tomorrow, uh, let's not talk. Playing games are boring. I want to know, though, is there any game on Thursday or games that stand out that you like? Thursday. Let me look at the. So so I'll give you one. I like Colorado State plus two and a half versus Michigan. I still think Michigan's trash. Yeah. Bet against Michigan at all costs. Colorado State is good. I will say South Dakota State plus two against Providence. Oh. It's getting a little too trendy for me, Paige. It's getting a little too trendy for me. For me, I'm a little worried about that. Thirteen um, versus a four. Memphis see. minus two and a half versus Boise State. I like Memphis. Didn't know there was a school named Longwood. By the way, didn't know till this tournament. Just um, fun fact. Here's here's a game. A point spread. I know I'm just going machine gun right now. UConn only six and a half versus New Mexico State. That was one that kind of jumped out. We'll, we'll, a little five scary twelve. If you're a five twelve yeah. is such a basic one. Oh, one I will tell you to stay away from that I know a ton of people are going to pick. Do not pick UAB over Houston. Where is that in the? That's in the oh, south, here. isn't it? Do not pick UAB. That That's is very not trending. Take Houston. Eight and take a half. Houston. Houston. Houston's good. Take Houston. That's everyone's upset pick in their bracket. Sorry, that wasn't a gambling one, but that's just Michigan State minus one versus Davidson. That's a little uh little slippery line there. 
Um, I never bet against Tom Izzo in March. Yeah, fuck Tom. Like Izzo. ever. Sorry, sorry, Tom's family, if you're listening. Um, <laughs> Creighton, they, San I'm Diego sure they State. listen. He just is so annoying. I gotta stop. See, I have a giant. This is no. This idea. is why it's hard, and that's why I didn't set anything on our our agenda to like actually pick some games with spreads because it is. It is absolute chaos, and the first time I actually, this is a fun story. Here's a fun story for you before we we head out and you place your bets. You can place your bets while we're sitting here, by the way. Um, I'm listening. You being on your phone, I don't even mind. I'm just going to tell this little little story. The first time that I ever gambled on sports was March Madness, and it was a year that Arizona was not in the tournament, and I had never done it before. The concept was so foreign to me, which is funny now, because I used to be like, "Eh, I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do it. People really got into it. It was the start of, like, gambling really being popular in sports and legalized in a lot of different places. Um, And it was the most exhilarating. Like, I will never forget the first bet that I won that was, like, paid out pretty big. Um... It was Vermont minus nine, I think, was the this or Vermont yep. plus nine, and I just remember like, like I, mind you, I worked on our app alerts team at Bleacher Report at that time, and I mean watching those games in office and just like we had bet as a group, and that was probably one of the yeah, and you're and it came down to like a, a last shot, and it was and it would have like ruined our entire like parlay, and I just remember it hitting and just losing my mind and that was the first like degenerate high that I got so shout out to Vermont um for that for me because the NCAA tournament has never been the same I saw UConn lose with who was it Emeka Okafor that was like the Uh super team of UConn this was yeah yeah. you know I'm old but that was one of my first times out here and was it George Mason and um (laughs) I, I don't. Who was it? I forget who it was. No, I'm just laughing because that you you are aging yourself by saying these things out loud. Oh, I know, but <laughs> I remember watching that in the sports book, and I was like, I absolutely love this. But okay, before we go, a best bet. I am going to say I think my best bet page is Colorado State versus Michigan. I get it. Michigan's favored. They got in. Whatever you feel, you know, blah, blah, blah. Colorado State is actually really good when you look at what they do. I'm getting two and a half points. I'll probably bet the money line at plus 125, 120, something in there. I like Colorado State, I think would be my best bet. Um, I think there was like a boosted odds on DraftKings. Oh, I want to say it was DraftKings that you could get um, Gonzaga money line for like. Plus plus one hundred, yeah, like plus one fifty maybe. I don't know. It was actually pretty good. I I don't remember where I saw it. I'm pretty sure it was DraftKings. I think it was. But... I think it was DraftKings. I, no, I okay. agree. Somebody sent me that, which is beautiful. That's it's free money. Yeah, that's a that's an easy money uh, cash one there. Um, I don't anticipate them being upset originally. Where did you have Arizona no. losing? Did you have them losing to Tennessee? Where did you have? Te- them I had them. I had them losing to Tennessee. Keep coming back to that. I had them yeah. losing to Tennessee. I got to tell you, it's going to be an interesting uh, tournament for me. I, I now that the expectation is national championship. After watching that UCLA game, I was very convinced. Um, we are clearly missing one of our best players, but um, the fact that we could still manage without was a huge deal. Um, but I, I, this is going to be 
I love I this stuff. Wait. Like, I gotta tell you, I I will probably record a lot of me watching this because it just is the best. Like, I honestly, this is my Super Bowl. I know it sounds crazy, but like, this is the Super Bowl. No, for me. it's I fun. love this tournament. And coming from a basketball school, having them be good, but also just in general, I love covering this sport because it's so crazy. And like I said, like people will ask you for advice on the, your bracket, and I'm like, no, I will not help you because there's no there's no reasoning behind this. That's why it's called March Madness. It is literally the craziest sporting event. And anyone can be anyone on any given day in the sport of basketball. Um, yeah, have fun. It's with not that. like football. I mean, no, have fun with it. Lean into it. Um, yeah, it's it. I I love this tournament. It's fun to be out here just for yes, that, just to see the excitement. Um, now I have to go make a bet because my app wasn't working. So I'm going to literally sprint down there, page like a goddamn lunatic, and bet. Dang it. Who the fuck was I betting? I don't know. I'm gonna figure it out. Um, You're betting Wyoming. But I, no, no, no. I'm not betting. That, that one I don't have to sprint for. I, I don't think. I will bet Wyoming. I'm going to bet Wyoming. You're talking off of Indiana. But uh, I need action, Paige, if I'm being completely honest. I need action. <laughs> That's, I'm not proud of it. not happy about wait. it. But I need I can't wait I also for you to um, – for Arizona to make it to the Final Four, you have to do a TikTok dance. For I'm those of for you TikTokers that listen – I'm going to make him do the Beyonce freakum dance. So if you freakum dress dance, Fuck, so that's you... not, I don't know what that is. It doesn't <laughs> sound good. It doesn't. It doesn't sound good, babe. <laughs> it does not. Just go ahead and Google it at this point, so you no, can start practicing the choreography. Uh, I'm gonna, I'm right. gonna figure that out. Um, all right. All right. Well, we will see you guys got, next we, week. We, um, yes, we promise. We uh, we'll have better bets once there's less teams and less games to worry about. Um, but final fours are set. Those ones you can bet on now. Make your futures. Kramer, any parting thoughts from Vegas? Besides no, the fact that no, you're going to sprint? Gonna, I, I'm going to sprint, whatever that looks like these days. And I'm going to... Like Jordan Davis. It's going to be... Yeah, it's going to be... Yeah, no. No, not like that. No, it's going to be way less graceful than that. And way... No. It won't I'm going to be, be on the phone with MGM um, asking for security footage. What floor are you on? I need Some to know. Lunatic, like, yeah, like... <laughs> <laughs> Just a better playing game. All right, I gotta go. For Paige, I'm Adam. We'll talk to you guys next week.